Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Matthew chapter 28. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn, toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene, the other Mary, to see the sepulcher. Oh, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. The angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Let us pray. Our Father, we come into your house this morning on a very special day for us, a day when we remember that you arose from the grave. We're so thankful that many people have seen fit to come this day that together we might share in this most memorable experience of reflecting upon the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, if there are anyone in this congregation this morning that not able to share fully and completely and in the resurrection. May this power of thy spirit be in our midst to deal with the souls of those who need to be saved. May the hearts of us all be warmed and filled with the power of your spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I do want to encourage you to come back tonight for the BYF program concerning the resurrection. We had a good, someone had a good um, sunrise service this morning. Even though I missed it, I intended to be here. I want to apologize to you BYFers for missing it. Somebody didn't tell me you were supposed to set the clock forward. I don't know who to blame, so I can't find anyone. I just didn't do it. I forgot it. Didn't remember it. I thought I was early, and I found out I was late. But we had a good breakfast. So to you kids, I apologize for missing this morning. I won't promise it won't happen again, but I'll try for it not to. I have been in the cemetery many, many times, as have you. I don't recall any time being a joyful occasion. It always ends up being a sad occurrence for someone has died. And we go there to say our final farewells with some fear, many tears, a loss of knowing what now to do, 
how we're going to live without this particular person in our lives. It's a sad day. The disciples had gone through a very sad day. Not only the disciples, but Jesus' mother, his brothers and his sisters, who had gone to the cemetery and there had placed the body of their loved one in the tomb provided by someone who offered the use of the tomb since Jesus had no cemetery plot. The body was hastily prepared for the grave. Then on Sunday morning, the women come back to the cemetery to finally do those things that needed to be done. They wondered how they were going to get that huge stone rolled away from the front of the tomb. And when they arrived, they discovered that the stone was already gone. There was a stranger that they assumed to be the gardener that met them along the road, perhaps doing the things that any normal, normal gardener would do. The women paid no attention to him, but went directly to the tomb. And they discovered that someone there that we now know was an angel. And the angel said to them, I know you seek Jesus. But he isn't here. He has arisen. <clears throat> All the way back in the Old Testament in the book of Job, Job wrestled with the question that if a person die, will he in fact rise again? Will he come out of the grave, or will that be the end of life? History tells us that if a man dies, he dies. His body is put in the grave. We say our goodbyes, and that's the end. But we're here this morning to give credit to the testimony that happened in the life of one person who answered the question of Job, if a man dies, shall he live again, with a resounding, yes, indeed, he will live again. And it was revealed in the person of Christ himself. Pilate and Sanhedrin and all of the army of Rome could not put enough soldiers around the tomb, could not seal it tight enough, could not guard it well enough. But what the Father sent an angel, one angel down and rolled the stone away. Not to allow entrance of the women into the tomb to, to garnish the body with the spices that they would use for burial, 
but for the purpose of revealing that the tomb was empty. So that the women and Peter and John could look in and see the grave clothes lying as if he had simply disappeared out of it and seeing that little napkin that they had wrapped around the scars on his head where the thorns had pierced it and the blood had streamed down to cover up those scars, the napkin. But the thing that always interests me is the napkin was folded and laid by itself. The tenderness of the angel in caring for the napkin that covered the wounds of our Lord. If a man die, will he live again? Are you here this morning with the testimony that can be added to Peter and John and the women and all the other disciples and the 500 and the many others on 11 occasions saw him after his resurrection and say, yes, indeed, if a man die, he will live again because I know it happened in the life of Jesus Christ and it has already happened in my life. You see, we were dead. The scripture says a sinner is dead. And we were sinners. Dead and doomed for an eternal hell, but we rose. We came out of the spiritual grave already. And though someday somebody is going to take this mortal body and put it in the ground, we need not worry about that episode, for the soul is alive. The soul is eternal. But we even have the assurance with the resurrection of Jesus Christ that the body that grows, goes to the grave will one day come out of the grave. And on the return of the Lord Jesus, he will bring with him all those saints who have died physically, and their souls will come and be reunited with their bodies. You see, it's this fact that differs us from other religions of the world. For we believe that there is an affirmative answer to the question that Job asked, if a man dies, shall he live again? For the angel said, he's not here. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. But he didn't stop there. He didn't say, come in and see for yourself. But he said, and go quickly and tell my disciples that he has risen from the dead. That's the task of the church. We're not to simply enjoy this marvelous miracle, this experience that has taken place in your life and mine. That's why we're missionary-minded. That's why we're evangelistic-minded. We want to share the joyful experience of our resurrection from the spiritual dead with those who are dead that they might rise as well. I don't know if you've ever thought about it or not. We can be nothing but evangelistic because that which has taken place in us must be shared with those who don't have it. We come this morning to give a living testimony by this large number of people in this congregation this morning. 
We're coming back tonight that the BYF will tell us the same thing in the play that they will present. But we serve a resurrected, a living Savior who is Christ the Lord. That's why we're here. Look, if you will, for just a moment at the, at the tragedy of, of Friday, of the crucifixion. That's always a tragedy in anybody's, any family's life when they lose a family member. It was a personal tragedy for Mary. The mother of our Lord, to whom the angel had announced that she would be the mother of the Christ child, to nurture him and train him and see him taken into the court and beaten, thorns placed upon his head and forced to carry his own cross through the streets of Jerusalem to that hill outside town called Calvary. And all Mary could do was follow, watching her son carry a cross. And all we can do is follow. The Son of God who carries a cross to Total Creek. We can go with him and watch that cross being lifted with his hands nailed to it and his feet nailed to it. And hear and feel the thud of that old rugged cross as it drops into that hole, knowing the tremendous agony that that perfect Son of God was experiencing, not just from the nails that were in his body, but experiencing the sin that put him there, which was your sin and mine. A tremendous tragedy. Can you imagine the brothers that he had and his sisters and other members of his family? What does all this teach us? What's the message of the resurrection? Well, we know that they put him in the grave and he didn't stay there. I want to say three things about the resurrection. Number one, it proves that he was indeed the Son of God. And all through his ministry, people were going around and saying, you see that man? He claims to be the Son of God. And he's doing things like a Son of God would do. He was healing the blind and causing the deaf to hear and the lame to walk. And he even brought back to life some people who were dead. He could say to the waves, be still, and the sea would become calm. He even said, I forgive sin." And on one occasion, at least, he said, you can take this body and destroy it. I have the power, however, to lay my life down, and I also have the power to take it back up again. That sounds like somebody who claims to be the Son of God talking. What foolishness for any man to say, I'll lay my life down, you're not going to take it from me. For those men to put him on that cross and put the nails in his hands and come around with the spear to thrust it in his side to kill him, 
only to discover that he's already dead. For a few moments, moments before, he had raised his head toward heaven and prayed a very simple prayer. He said, Father, it is finished, and into thy hands I commend my spirit. And with that, he gave up the ghost. He commanded his spirit to leave his body. Man didn't kill him. He laid down his life voluntarily for you and me. But had he only died and never come out of the grave, he would not be our Savior. He would have been a good man who died for a good cause, but it would have been a wasted life. The power of Jesus Christ was in his resurrection. The power is in his resurrection. Romans 4.25 says, who was delivered for our offenses. That is, he was handed over to the authorities. He was crucified for our offenses. But the scripture goes on to say in that same 25th verse, and was raised again for our justification. When we go into the waters of baptism, we symbolize that we are dying, that our body is being buried, that our soul is buried to the old life. And as we come out of the water, we come out in justification. We have been saved by the blood of Christ on the cross. We've been justified by his resurrection. There's the proof. There's the evidence in the empty tomb. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin is left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Yes, it proves that Jesus was the Son of God. It proves that the cross was the atonement for our sin and the justification for our salvation was in his resurrection. But another thing it does, it was a promise that there was victory over death. Over in the book of John, chapter 11, Jesus speaking, verse 25. Verse 25 and 26, very, very important verses for us as Christian people. He says this, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Listen, I will never die. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, you'll never die. For he that lives and believes in Jesus Christ will never die. But he that does not believe and put himself in the hands of Jesus Christ is dead already. To have life, one must have Christ. One must have Christ to have life. Without him there is nothing. Because it's all in the resurrected Christ. John 14, 19, Jesus again speaking these simple little words. Because I live, 
he shall live also. It was not because I die ye shall live, but because I live ye shall live. We serve a risen Savior. Revelation 1.18 For I am he that liveth, who is dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. We serve a risen Savior. He is alive. To whom do you pray? To a dead Christ? To somebody in the grave? To a memory? Or to someone who is alive? Whom do you worship? An image that has no life? An idea? that will die when the man dies who formulated it? Or a person who is alive? Christianity is for the living, not for the dead. John 10.10 says, I am come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. Do you have life this morning? Are you alive or are you dead? It all is determined by what you do with this person called Jesus who died on the cross but arose from the grave. Do you have life? You can have it this morning if you don't. And I can think of no better day in all the world he began a new life, but on the day of the resurrection. We're going to sing an invitation hymn. I don't know what your heart's needs are this morning, but I want you to listen to me. You know what's in your heart or what is not there. If you believe in God, Jesus said, believe also in me. Go with Peter and John to the tomb and look inside and see that there's where the body was, but the body is gone. Do you believe that? Then put your life in the hands of the resurrected, the living Savior, and live, live, never die. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.